Okay, let 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 let's begin. Give me your beat. everybody i'm dave and i'm jade and i'm very breathe heavy today it's been a pretty rough couple weeks this is episode 25 of a spouse podcast what up fucking june huh fucking june holy shit got so much stuff where do we start (laughs) where do we start uh cornhole we've been into cornhole lately Woo-hoo. I don't know. So we uh, we'll just start out by this. In our house, we've totaled two cars in three weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't done uh, a podcast in a grip because uh, we've had a lot of other life shit going on. Um, yeah, but we're back. The first one we totaled on the fourteenth. The second one on the twenty fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so Dade was actually coming home. Uh, from work, and uh, we come down Route 50, basically, to come up to where we live. Um, Take 50 west it towards Indiana. Yeah, and then at the Sailor Park area, you know, whatever, back down that way. Um, but right there at Boldface Park, where the baseball fields were, I used to play uh, baseball down there. Everybody kind of knows that's where you go up to Delhi Pike. Um, you know, Dade was coming down the road. We'd normally meet up down on 50 when I get off of 471, hook it off 275, and we kind of link up and, you know, cannonball home. Just dad, son, cannonball, not real nothing, you know. But um, that day we didn't. And um, as I was coming around the curve by uh, Speedway, uh, my phone blew up, and it was Dade, you know, and he sounded super concerned something happened. There was a lot of traffic I was in, so immediately – you know, you think something, something bad's going on. And then you called or yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. One of you guys called and it was just like, he was, uh, he had gotten T-boned right there at, at Delhi Pike on mm-hmm. route 50 as he was coming down. Um, a lady, a dude ran the red light or ran the yellow light. And then the lady behind him decided to run the yellow light as well. While Dade was also running a yellow light as well. So it was, you know, but Dade had the right away going straight. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said that dude blew the light, so he had to slow down because he seen that, but he was still going fast enough he couldn't stop, and then that lady just blew the light and T-boned him. He went off to the right and jumped the curb, kept uh, you know, kept the wheel and, and pulled it back into on onto Route 50 and, you know, total loss there. So, you know, fighting with Geico, you know, that whole debacle while we were there with him being mad and leaving and whose fault and all that bullshit you got to deal with. You know, then um, finally get approved for his rental. We get a rental and, and whatnot. And then that, that Friday, uh, we had like a 
dad day going out, uh, decided to take your car, uh, to have a good day. And, uh, uh, coming home to meet you to get the other rental. Or no, we were trading that in, weren't we? I think we were trading the rental in. No, so. that's the first rental that we had. Yeah. So we got approved for the rental, but they close every day at 5. So we couldn't get there. So the reason it was taking so long with Geico was because they couldn't get hold of their policyholder mm-hmm. for them to give us a statement. So it took me uploading the police report and me calling them 10 times for them to finally take full responsibility for what happened. Right. The driver was cited for failure to yield to traffic. Right. Since Dade had the right of way. <clears throat> so anyway, um, we got approved for the rental car and we just didn't have time to pick it up because uh, by time, because Dade had uh, Dave's car and Dade had, Dave had my car. So I didn't have a car. So by time we could get there every day they were closed so yeah. finally dave was off on that friday he was off for the weekend friday saturday sunday and we we're having a gage's graduation party on that saturday so we're like we'll pick the car up today because i get off work around 4 30 mm-hmm. and uh we'll meet up there so uh i'm sitting at home i just finished working uh getting ready to go and um uh dade texts me and says uh We'll meet you there at whatever time it was, like 5.12, something like that. Because mm-hmm. they, they actually close at 5.30. So he said, we'll be there at 5.12. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, okay. So I got in the car and I w- was probably like a mile away from home and Dade calls me. <clears throat> keep and- in mind, this was, you know, great day. Great day. F- found Dade, a car he liked, you know, we spent the day out there at King's Auto Mall. So everything was. Yeah, they were gone the whole day and while I was working and. You know, it seemed like they had found something, and we were just trying to line up the logistics and the and the financials of it. Right, um, and with getting money back and all that. Yeah, you know, if we were going to wait, wait for and... the Geico money, mm-hmm. if we were just going to go ahead and get it, and then he just can just make a big payment on his car when that money came or or whatever the thing. So, so yeah, so we're heading home. I text her, you know, like, hey, meet us here at whatever time. I think, like you said, five. Day text me, yeah. Day text Definitely. Me it was, it was, it was like five twelve. I mean, we remember the time to exact. And then we're coming, um, you know, we're coming up the viaduct underneath the Western Hills viaduct, the two, two level. We're coming up underneath and, uh, you can either go right or left when you come up underneath or you can be on top of the bridge. So there's literally like three, basically three it's roads three. that intersect into one, yeah. you know? Um, and we decided to go through the tunnel down below. Um, and I guess this guy was on top of the bridge and, um, where we come out through the tunnel there, there's those white little, um, they're like little, um, cones or whatever that separates two lanes. And, uh, I guess the dude was on top and he decided that, uh, he was going to make a U-turn right in front of us going about probably 35, 40 miles an hour, you know, cause when you come up that hill, you hit the gas to get some speed and he's coming down the hill with speed. And, you know, it was almost like a perfect time intersection and, you know, he, I feel like he came over three lanes. Who knows? You know, it just happened so fast. All the airbags deployed. You know, Dade's just, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a crazy day. So that's kind of where we're at. You know, so it's been a long, uh, it's been a heavy month of a lot of shit going on here at the house. Well, the, you know, and so the we found some time today I, to throw a podcast the, in. I got the call both times for the Rex, the first, yeah, the first call. So like the first time Dade. Yeah. You know, he was like, uh, Mom, I was in a wreck. I was in a real bad wreck. And I was just like, are you okay? He's like, I'm okay, but my car is totaled. And I said, well, is the other person okay? And he said, yeah. yeah. 
So I was like, I'll be there as fast as I can. And as I was on my way down there, Dave, um, I called Dave and Dave actually was rolling up right up on the accident. Um, He said, Dade is on the other line. And then he said, is this, I said, he's down on 50 by, uh, by Speedway. And he was like, I think I'm rolling up on it right now. And he's like, oh, there's Dade's car right there. And then we hung up and I probably got there a few minutes later. But then the, the next call was, was way worse because you could definitely tell that Dade was super confused when he called me. Like he didn't sound yeah. like he was in it. And all he just kept saying was, we're in a wreck, mom. We're in yeah. a wreck. Well, first he said mom like 10 times. And I'm like, so the second wreck was on? a lot heavier. You know, I was, um, I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was way worse than the first wreck. So he definitely hit his head off the window. Um, you know, there's a, Full airbags deployed all the way around the car, you know, and um, when we hit so hard that three of the airbags busted open, you know, and and when we kind of came to a stop and realized what happened, I think Dade, I think Dade kind of snapped back into it. Like, I'm sure he was knocked out. He said he blacked out. So, you know, and the impact on the side where he was at, you know, was, I mean, you're talking 40 miles an hour impact, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the guy came over three lanes. You know, and right to that corner where Dade was at, and then all the airbags deployed. So you're talking about the momentum of his body moving side to that window, and then, you know, did the airbag deploy? <laughs> did the airbag deploy before his head hit the window, or not? Right? You don't know because the the impact was so hard. He definitely hit the side window. You know, um, it was definitely split on the front of the window. You know, which the uh, the um, the tow truck driver said that. Uh, that the front window will spider when when the um, the airbags deploy, um, but yeah, he was definitely out, you know. And we were kind of both out. I feel like I feel like my impact from the airbag was pretty heavy too. I didn't really know what was. I don't know. I was in shock. I was in more of a state of shock because I just remember getting out in the middle of this intersection, running around, saying "What the fuck!" like fifty fucking times, calling the guy a clown probably fucking fifty times. You know, just, you know, no, Dade was fine. Like, I could tell Dade was fine. You know, he was bleeding from his leg because the impact was so heavy that it split the heater core and inside the dashboard, and so all the antifreeze just spilled on his leg and, and burnt his leg up. Yeah, but the the call I got was so, he said mom like 10 times, and I'm like, what is up with this kid? Can he not hear me? Because he was like, right. mom, mom, yeah. mom. And I was like, yeah, Dade, yeah. Like, can you not hear me? And he was like, we're in a wreck. He's like, we're in a wreck. We're in a wreck. I'm bleeding, Mom. I'm bleeding. I was like, oh, my God. And then I can hear you in the background yelling. And I asked him where he was, and he said he was on Central Parkway. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing on Central Parkway? And he was like, at the bottom of the hill by the McDonald's and by the old McDonald's and Family Dollar. And I was like, oh, I know where you're at. I was like, I'll be there in a minute. And then literally as I was going, an ambulance come flying up behind me and around me. Because I was on uh, Cleves, Warsaw, uh, and Glenway, where you start to go down to Sunset yeah. on Gurley. Mm-hmm. And the the ambulance came around me, and I was like, oh, shit. I bet that ambulance going right to their thing. So I tried to follow the ambulance as close as I could. But, you know, he gets to run red lights and stuff. So. Right. And by the time I got there, a fire truck was there. The ambulance was there. Yeah. I pulled in, got out. I guess the guy in the wreck was in the same lot as me. So as soon as Dave came over to get me, the guy started yelling, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it was just chaos. Yeah, it you was know, it's chaos. what you would expect from a situation like that. 
And now after that's happened, you just see, you see all the temperate plates everywhere. And, you know, you see, we seen an accident yesterday dropping off the title to get our refund from Geico over there at the UPS store. There was a big accident on Glenway. Like, you know, people just need to slow down. It's like, you know, we talked about just coming out of COVID, coming out of the lockdown, people not knowing what they're fucking doing, not knowing how to act, you know, not knowing how to talk to people. You know, it's like people just forgot how to act as humans, forgot how to drive. You know, it's like we just got to take our time, you know, enjoy each other's company and get back to, like, living. You know what I mean? There's a lot of shit going on. If you look for it, you could be pretty depressed right now if you if you really want to be, you know? Yeah. But us, you know, we just keep trucking. I keep saying, telling everybody, we just, you know, we got to make a lot of lemonade because, you know, dad talk like, you know, life hands you lemons, make lemonade, all those, you know, sayings. The comeback's greater than the setback, you know, mm-hmm. all those type of uh, <laughs> things. But, yeah, pretty crazy. So... You know, we're back to three cars right now. We got a rental for a while to get you a car. You know, we're taking an L no matter what with the way the market is and used cars and how how much uh, inflation the, and everything. The thing so. that was good about it was that for Dade's car, you know, we got uh, an amount of money I thought we should get for the car. Like, I, there was no fight with Geico, the amount they gave me. Yeah. They settled out from was fine for me. Yeah, that car was worth... Uh, I mean, we got it. You said seven miles. Yeah, I got it when it had seven miles on it. But you said you put the seven miles on it. I so. did on the test drive. It literally yeah. came off the truck. Right. It rolled down so the it truck. it rolled down from the factory, and we got that car. And then Dave got it as a gift for being like 2020, an adult. 2020, two years ago. You know, like, welcome to adulthood. Here's your car. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a good start in life, you know. And then that fucking happens. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and then we have a good day. And you The know. whole point of giving him that car was so that he could focus on being adult and not have to worry about paying a car payment. And worry he about had, cars breaking He down. had a good, reliable car because that car, he Plus got it, that like, car. Was it really like, worked out to be like the end when we needed new cars was when they were driving, you know, which is just almost a coincidence. Yeah. You know, it's not like we planned it, but we bought two brand new cars in 2014 you know that's frankie by the way he's uh he's very jealous that we're hanging out and not talking to him um but uh yeah we bought those two cars in 2014 brand new you know the dad wagon was the uh the trip taker you know and the forte was the the detroit trip taker and you know transporting you know like you said last night that forte did a lot of hockey trips when he was playing high school hockey yeah you know, and um, so I put a lot of time and energy into that car. It was sad to see, sad to see that one get hit, and then taking yours out that day to have like a good day with Dade. You know that the Lexus, uh, it's just such a nice car. You know, I remember, um, I remember when you were talking about getting a Lexus. You know, and the grind we've had for the last twenty years. You know, the grind we've gotten to, and the drive that you have, and and getting that Lexus and how much it meant to you. It, it's funny because, like, the videos and everything popped up, you know, from when we bought it and you driving it, and you know. And then, uh, you know, so we took it out, and then that's what happened. But, you know, I could have took the dad wagon. I think those are, like, you know, when you think about regrets, you know, and, like, every situation, whether it's your fault or not, 
you know, in life, you have to like pull out, you know, you have to pull out some negative shit, you know, because everything you're in involved in or whatever, there's always like a negative part to it. And for, I feel like, you know, in order to get better, you have to like look for that negative specifically to just be like, ah, man, there it is. You know, that's what I got to work on next time to get better. You know what I mean? Well, there's just like a... It's almost like life innovation. Like innovating your life is about finding the, 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 the bad shit, pulling it out and going, okay, that's what I got to work on. Because you know about the good shit, you know? Like, yeah, it was a great day. We had a good day. Your car's nice. You know, when you have when you have the sunroof open and the windows down, you know, those, they're just nice cars, you know? I don't want to talk about it too much in the market. Or real, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but like... They're fucking nice cars, you know, and they're well-maintained. They last forever, you know, and it was just, it was a nice day. And then, it, of course, it had to end with a little bit of shit, you know, because 2020. It literally feels like it's fucking 2020 for the last two years, you know. Yeah, so, never ending. Yeah, it's never ending, you know, but we just keep going, you know, paying these fucking $5 gas prices with no end in sight, like no talks. It's just, there's a lot of shit like that, but, you know, we got really tight family and friends, and that's what matters in these times when you get close and you just, you know, put your phone down, put the fucking TV off and go outside and shoot some hoops or swim a little bit or play some cornhole. Speaking of cornhole, huh? West Side, baby. Like, so we had an apartment in Westwood when we were of our um, more struggling years. I like to say poorer years when we were a little bit poorer and on the grind hustle. And we had two boys. They were young. We lived on Ferguson Road. And you were reading yesterday when we were watching the uh, the uh, ACL, the American Cornhole League. Mm-hmm. No. The Super Hole 3. Yeah. What? That was the name of the thing. Super Hole 3. Super Hole 3 was the name of the tournament? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't even. I it's at a that. Super Bowl. It's Super Hole. Oh, Super Hole. I got yeah. I thought it was like the name of the game. But we were watching it, and then we just started talking about Cornhole because obviously Cincinnati, you know, like it's one of those Ohio things you feel like. And um, and then you found out that <coughs> Cornhole actually started on Ferguson Avenue. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, okay, Allegedly. I'm going to rock with this story because it's just, you know, these are the vibes we need. So um, so the, the thing is, is, is there's three things. One is that it, that it – was discovered in Cincinnati. It started in Cincinnati on the west side yeah. on Ferguson Road. Uh-huh. Ooh. Is it crackling? I'm getting a little bit of crackling. I don't know. I'm going to mic these. Uh, maybe see if that works. I don't know. Is that better? Oh, I'm not even getting a... Uh... Yeah, I can hear it in my headphones, but it's I'm not getting crackling anymore. Yo. It's yeah. back. Yeah, I don't know what... Okay. Yeah, so... So the thing was that yeah. it, it started in Cincinnati. <laughs> Frankie's down there chewing cords or some shit. Nope. Rascal's nope, just Rascal sitting under there. Yeah. <clears throat> it's right over here. Yeah, so go ahead. So it started on the west side on Ferguson Road. So that's, right. uh, but it was started in Ohio in Cincinnati. So that's thing one. Thing two was that it would that it was founded in Kentucky uh, by some guy with some crazy ass stupid name. Um, And they say it's their thing because it's. Stop looking at my notes. I was just watching you. You can't focus on my notes. It's not like focusing on your notes. I'm not <laughs> copying. <on your> notes. <laughs> Don't copy my notes. Okay. Bro. Okay. Um, no. And that but then the last cute. story is that it actually 
uh, started in Germany, which actually does, for me, make sense because... And we're German. I'm not German. But I am. But Cincinnati is full, full, full of German people. So it makes sense that somebody from Germany would bring it here. Yeah, it's like a sport that started there. Hey, guys, check this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. It said originally it started with like little discs. So little metal discs. No, why'd they say they threw beanbags? There was something. For indoor. Yeah, they they, said because they had an overstock of corn or some shit here. Here. There's a shit ton of corn, yeah. So they were just saying like that because everyone loved playing horseshoes so much. But during the winter, they wanted to still be able to play. So they needed a game they could play indoors that was similar. So they came up with cornhole. And they made the little corn, the bean bags full of corn. Well, hopefully, by us talking about it, it's not going to like blow it up even more. Because then we'll have a lot more competition. Because me and Jade were talking. There's like trophies out there to win, so we start joining some clubs, and we're gonna we're gonna play some cornhole. Well, first, we're gonna go and watch. And <laughs> well, see we gotta how win so because we and, went and, down to <laughs> and see how it's done, so that we can know what we're doing when we get there. That is true because there was something in the rules. We got the rules right. We had some here stuff, and it was like no, not about. Well, not this rules, but I'm talking about like those little tournaments around here because they were like the third round is an all airmail round. So if it's not an airmail, don't count. I was like, oh, well, that means we gotta get better at the Kobe's. Those are called the Kobe's or the Steph Curry's. So, um, you know. I talk a lot of shit, so I get it going. And when he does, we always get <laughs> So we went down to uh, my best friend uh, growing up as a child. His uh, his son graduated, so he had a graduation party down uh, about London, Kentucky, about an hour away. So we went there Saturday. We're skipping over some timelines, too, because we got your mom's remembrance. But Well, that was earlier in the thing. You started talking about the car wrecks. That was literally yeah. the, the, the yeah, Tuesday that's like the after shit. the car wrecks. Well, that's because that's probably the heaviest shit that happened to us. But, you know, Cornhole's kind of like been our outlet, I feel like, for the last month. Because we just, you know, we'll like come home. I'll come home from work or, you know, whatever. We'll just get the boards out and just throw bags with the boys, you know, because hashtag we got a yeah, family they for. had a sale on them. Yeah, because uh, we needed new cornhole boards, and they're not—they're not like great, great, but like for the price that we paid, they're—they're they're better than what we had. Yeah, way better than. What yeah, we had. way better. We were just using some little bangles, um, those little particle boards. If it yeah. rained, they would fall apart, and, and then the top was coming off. So I started putting stickers on them to hold it together. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, yeah. So uh, we went to his party, and um, we lost. We got we got beat pretty bad. You know, we were saying we were the uh, we were the uh, West Side champs. No, we you said we're the Pontius Pontius State. champs. <laughs> yeah, the Pontius State champs, which, you know, there's some kids in Pontius State I think would disagree because they skunked us one time at another party when I was talking shit. He was actually shooting shots like Steph Curry and making them in. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's fun. You know, I think it's just let's get out and do stuff. You know, cornhole is pretty easy thing to play. We got a basketball court. But you court can go about. outside and you can play, and you don't have yeah. to get all sweaty and gross. Right, and you can throw the boards in the shade somewhere, find a shady spot in your yard. You know, you don't have to have horseshoe pits, which we're going to put some up here. We were talking about that. I think that's something I could I could whip up in the next week. Honestly, that would be fun. You know, get a couple bags of uh, sand, you know, and, and figure out a nice area in our yard. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I mean, that's what I started playing growing up. I think everybody our age started playing with horseshoes. We had no idea about cornhole. And then I told you, 
yesterday when we were talking about all this, I came up with like the year 2005 in my brain. I don't know why, because I know it was after you and I got together. And if we got together in 2001, I just threw that date, that date and that's basically what it kind of came up. They said that's kind of when it was started like, popping. And didn't the it say Ohio State started. or some sort of tailgate? No, it said it. What they would play it at the Bengals games for that's tailgating, it, and they would yeah. introduce it to other football teams. Other football teams, yeah. Like to other fans, and then they, and then they would take it back us. to yep. their stadiums, and they would right. play it, and then it moved into like uh, colleges, like college sports and stuff like that. Then barbecue. It is crazy how much, like, just how much shit's changing. You know, like. Like, just off of that, because you're talking about colleges, so are they giving scholarships for cornhole players now? You know, like they are with esports. Like, kids can oh, literally I don't know. Get, Do you know of a college cor- cornhole team? I have no idea, but I guarantee if you Googled it right now, they'd probably be like, oh, this Arizona, like Arizona State University probably got to have one. You know, like they have esports teams. You can literally join, you can get a scholarship to college for Fortnite if you're a good enough Fortnite player. And they have like... You know, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but I know when at the height of like Ninja's fame, like mm-hmm. Ninja's that streamer, right. I, you know, he was on. Um, anyway, at the height of his fame, he kind of made Fortnite famous, and then everybody was watching the streamers. And and basically, I feel like COVID and the lockdowns was like, I don't know, man. I think that was to blame for a lot of the boom of gaming. Because I feel like gaming went from a little to a, a a ton over the lockdowns. Like a lot, I know I play a lot of games, and you know Warzone. There was a time where I had to stop playing a certain couple games because they were just real dark. You know, it's like you're in dark times and you're playing a dark game. You want to be, you want to be a little happy. So, but um, I don't know, man. They're giving scholarships for everything now, and you you got to think the way they're moving with like paying players off of uh, boosters and shit like that. Like, it's going to be different. Five years. College, colleges are going to be a lot different in five years. Probably three, two or three years, really. You know, this whole NIL, this whole NIL system they got now where, you know, you don't have to like, I I don't know a lot about it. Do you know much about it? Like the NIL, that whole, um, the whole system they can go into, uh, it's like a recruit system. Yeah, like it's for like the um, portal. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the portal, but. I guess, does it have to do with redshirting now? Now you don't have to redshirt? There's no more redshirt shirting? Is that? There's no more transfer delay. But I thought that that's what the portal is taking away is now well, you don't but, have to sit out now. And that's why, like, colleges are mad because, well, you, have you know, four. I could be a stud at UC and go, you know, and then Florida could reach out to my agent and be like, hey, man, we want him here for the next two years. Well, and then, boom, yeah, but, they pay But me, that's the thing is the that, like, so you only have four years of eligibility. When you're in college. Right. So if you redshirt one, you maintain your four years of eligibility. Yeah. Um, so you can continue. You could, like, so at Michigan State, if you only took 12 credit hours a semester, it would take you five years to graduate. If you did two semesters a year, um, it took you five years to graduate. And 12 is the minimum to be a full-time student. Right. So they would redshirt their freshman year. You know, they would just take the 12 credits each year redshirt their freshman year yeah. because you know as a freshman you're not going to get much playing time but it gives you you know if you get any at all so it gives right. you time to like get in the program learn the program maybe make an impact to be able to start playing your sophomore year and you still got four years of eligibility right but it was also important too was if you didn't think that you were going to play if you redshirt uh-huh. your freshman year and then you transferred right you had to sit out a year 
Uh-huh. You still had the three years of eligibility because you redshirted your freshman year. You're not losing a whole year, which is right. what you need for the pros or whatever. So uh-huh. uh, yeah. you don't have to do that now because you there's no there's no delay. Yeah. The thing to me is that like I think colleges have always taken advantage of their position. You know, with with I uh, agree with not paying kids just, with kids not being able jerseys, paid. Right, we can just start well, with jerseys or video games. Well, for anything, yeah, really, you know, like they don't have to pay them for their likeness, and they don't and have to pay I, them I for feel their like jersey more sales. More people agree with us than on the other side of that as well. When you're speaking, like, you know, doing the right thing, you know. But I I do know the whole argument of you're getting a free education. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to every fucking athlete that goes to college that is bigger than that, it's not about the education. They said you really don't even have time for the education. Like, your time is spent on the field, in practice, in the meetings, in the rooms. And, you know, you've even said that, you know, with yeah, you tutoring. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is, though, is that they they don't have – they have time because you hear about football players or whoever else going out and partying, getting in trouble. They definitely have time to go out and, and have a, a life, too. But, like – the amount of attention that they got in college, like the whole point was to push them through and, and, and be successful. So it's like, you know, if you failed school, you were academically ineligible. So those guys had tutors, they had chefs, they had meal plans that they were on, you know, so they definitely got, you know, like Michigan state's a D one school. You know, so that's a, you know, probably a different situation than if you went to, like, a northern Kentucky. But at the same time, if you went to, like, a northern Kentucky, right. you also don't have the jersey sales and the hype and the amount of money that's being invested in you as you do if you go to, like, Michigan State. So I understand that side, but because <clears throat> that stuff is free, right? Like, they're not paying for tutors. They're not paying for for dietitians. They're not paying for the food that they're getting. What are you talking about? Because the, the athletes aren't. You're right, saying the, the athletes. athletes aren't, the, the colleges. The colleges. Yeah, but how the, much the money colleges, are they making? Like, you're talking. I know, but that's what I'm saying. The college is making an investment you're in you. talking one jersey sale can make them, I, 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 I'm I I'm guessing, a lot of money. Like, when you have somebody like Joe Burrow at Ohio State, number yeah, 10, but, his number 10 jersey, or those studs for each college. Then on top of that, you got Yeah, but Joe Burrow cards, wasn't a stud right? at like his school cards before LSU. Thing. No, but that's what I'm saying. So his LSU, his LSU jersey, whatever number he was there, I, I think he was number two. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Right. Whatever his LSU number was, right, that jersey doesn't have his name on it. So he gets no money from that. That's probably a $60 jersey. Everybody and their mothers got it down there. And brother, right, all the kids. Then you got Jamar Chase down there, same thing. Like those guys are probably the reason why people were paying attention to LSU at the time because they're studs. So they're bringing a lot of eyes into it because of how good they are, right? And then their jersey sales. And then if you're on, like, the NCAA football game back in the day, they would actually have their names and shit in there, and they wouldn't get paid a lick for it. Right. You know, and that's through the NCAA. Like, it's just the corruption of it, you know, because they're not paying the athletes. And now yeah, the ball's but, in but the on athlete's the, but hands, on the flip and they side don't of like that, it. Right. No, but I understand that. That's what I'm like, – I, I agree with that, I'm just saying, but on the flip side of the Jamar Chases and the Joe Burrows, there's a lot of football players that absolutely get no pop. Right. You know, that sell no jerseys. Right. You know, so it's like, uh, you know, do they They're have there to, for the education. But do they pay the university back the money it's invested in them because they haven't, because the university hasn't made the money no, off of them? No, because it takes a team and the, the university realizes exactly. it takes exactly. a team to it play takes, a game. It, it takes a team 
because right. if you don't have an offensive an offensive line blocking for a Joe Burrow, you don't have a Joe Burrow. But you got a lot of like you got TV rights, right? Like some of these teams are so good that they're on TV, so they get they get millions of dollars for TVs to have the rights yeah, but to like, show their Notre games on Dame the TV. Is so that gonna, their, but Notre Dame's going to be on ABC whether it has a Joe Burrow or it doesn't have a Joe Burrow, just because people love to watch Notre Dame play. So like they have a TV deal. It's because it's Notre Dame, right? And that's not, not be because out thin not because it has all their sports and all their whatever you know. But the, and it, but it's not because of uh, players on the team. It's because the the university has negotiated. It's just a that. hard thing. How do you figure it out? That's it. Like, how do you figure out? How do you pay players? How do you make everybody happy? Yeah, but the, the thing is, is people have to be happy. The thing is, is that big universities ha- like Alabama and Michigan State and Michigan that are that are football schools or basketball schools or whatever have made a lot of money off their athletes, right? right? And now they're now they're welcoming they're coming into this capitalist market now where they're going to have to fight to get these players to keep their school in in the you know. In, in the limelight, right? Like, right. if Michigan can't get any four-star recruits because they're all going to Alabama because Alabama's boosters got a bunch of people who have businesses that are paying those kids a shit ton well, of money. Well, that's what it's at now because that's what Ohio State said. They said it's going to take us $17 million to keep the same team we had last year on the field. You know, and then you see everybody like, boo-hoo, wah, you know, all you, in that. But the thing to me is that at this point, like, with that happening and them being able to get money and – like I'm a fan of it because I've seen a lot of hungry um, high or college athletes, you know, like who didn't have full ride scholarships and they didn't, and they're trying to do all the shit that they had to do plus go to school and work. So you think it should come from the boosters? It should come from the pros who went to Ohio State, got got to the pros, got an education. They're fun. They're helping fund the college and pay for you know I- upgrades and thank you for what you did for me. Here no, like go. that's part of your tuition. Like your yeah. tuition is what pays for those things. I understand. You know, and like the money they make off the sports and the thing is, is like if they don't make money off sports, they kill it. Like Michigan right. State doesn't have a lacrosse team. Ohio State has a lacrosse team. Michigan State doesn't have a lacrosse they team. They don't? No, they have a club team. They don't have a they don't have a lacrosse team that plays. Ohio State does. Where did you find that out? I had no idea. I've I've known that because I was looking at Michigan State to send Dave to lacrosse camps and For they lacrosse camps. Yeah, they I was didn't like, have a camp there either. They do, but they it's it's ran by their club team. It's a club. So it's yeah. it's a club team. So right. it's like you can't go and play lacrosse at Michigan State. Well, yeah. Well, like UC is the same way. They don't have an ice hockey team. Right. You know, and and their club fourteen or their club team, and now they're. <clears throat> I think they're trying. I think but they're D two now. I think they just got accepted club into D two. Club teams are funded by the students themselves. Right. So like, if that's you, what Liam plays at Ohio State, Liam does, uh, does he play club or does he play intramural? Club. That's different. Oh, uh, intramurals when you play yeah. against other Ohio State kids. Yes. Like I used to play intramural volleyball. That's what he does. He does intramural. So yeah. intramural is like your third team. It's no, a third it's, string. It's, it's no, intramural, it, then it's club, then it's it's like dogs. it's like upward sports. Like it's you're just playing against other college no, kids. Like you're it's not. Yeah, but you're not traveling. You're not traveling to play uh, Michigan State while you're at Ohio State to play intramurals. You're just playing all the kids at the school. Yeah, but it, it's it's not like a third team. Like I don't want it's it's literally like gym class. You know, it's not like a third team. It's like no, but I'm not. I don't want to say that to discourage anybody. I want to say it to say, hey, if you're at if you're at college and you can play any sports, you should play all the sports there, right? Because it sounded like maybe we we were trying to, like, I don't know. It's literally uh, it's literally extracurricular activities. It's like you don't like well, if you're playing intramural basketball right. at Ohio State, 
Like it can help to get you ready to try out for the basketball team if you want it, but they're not going to go, oh shit, our center is hurt today. I seen a kid playing intramural last week. Let's see or if he wants to play. Or they do. They don't. They can't. Or they do. Okay. You know then. I don't know. I just know how things well, work. I, I mean, it's e-bug goalie mentality, right? It's the guy in the stands who's like, hey, bud, get your gear on. We need you to play goalie for the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. You're talking about you're, no, you're, you're talking know, about Here. professional organizations that can offer and people one And then you're talking about colleges who paid people right, to talk- come to their colleges with an education. No, I get that. You're, talking you're not about, just going to give it away. I was being it's funny. It's not that. You're talking about colleges that have to follow NCAA rules for academic eligibility. They can't just go pull a kid from an intramural team they seen playing last week to come play on their Big Ten D1 team. I know that, Jade. I was being funny. I know. It's like the e-bug. They can really do that. In college, you can't. It's a little different. The thing is, though, is maybe those things will change, and that's what the NIL is doing. Maybe that's changing the mentality of all these colleges and these old heads. That's the thing we need to change, just like ownership in sports. It's the same thing. Right, the Mannings want to own a team because they're they're new young heads. They have different mentalities than these old heads, and and the way they want to run things. It's almost kind of in the same thing we were talking about when we were looking at cars about old money and new money. Right, it's it, to me that all kind of puts it in the same mix. The thing to me is that they're you know that they need to the two organizations need to come together and figure out a happy. What medium. two organizations? The, the NCAA? The student athletes and the NCAA right, need right. to come together and come with a happy medium. So like a union? Like the uh, players union yeah, for like a uh, union. the NFL? Where it's capped. Like where it's capped. Yeah. Because, so you're getting into different territory well, now. Then, you're trying uh, to, to cap, me, cap then, then you would sports just, and it's well, all Well, then I would the, say that's fine. Then we don't have a football team anymore. Go play somewhere else. Hmm. And then all of a sudden there's... That'll never work. What do you mean? If, if It's money. Everything's about the money. Exactly. Everything's about yeah. the money. So if it's going to cost the school $17 million to have players and they're only going to make $13 millions off their players, then it doesn't make sense to even have a team. It's a $4 million loss. And then on top of it, you're trying to fund all the other sports too. You just go, we don't have sports teams any anymore. Fight to go play for Alabama then. And then you have 5,000 college athletes all trying to play for Alabama that's going to roster a team of 55. Right? So... It's like then the price to pay th- to play there goes down because you go, well, okay, you're a wide receiver, but there's there's a I got 50,000 other but wide receivers that want to play here. No, but what you're saying right there the is that's market. what's happening with all of sports. Like that's capitalism. Yeah. It's like when you enter that that was the thing, the NCAA, uh-huh. even though they were they were benefiting from the free work of student athletes, right? It essentially keeps capitalism out of it, right? Uh-huh. As far as on that side, right? Like, uh-huh. it's it's about the school earning the money, whatever for the, and that funds the school. But once you bring it in, and now you're essentially trying to get paid athletes to play for you, now you're in a, a pro type scenario. So then it's it's the same way. There's guys who play on the team and they make this much money, and there's guys on the team that makes this like this many millions, and this guy right. makes hundreds of thousands, right? And it's, that's how it is because you're in that pro mentality. So it's like you want to have a team of studs, it's going to cost you $35 million. But if you got a, you got a salary cap or whatever you got to stay under, you know, then you just say, hey, I, I also think my money's level, in these two guys, so I only have this much money for an yeah, offensive line. Yeah, but I also line, think it's so. going to level the playing field. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring in more athletes and more stud athletes, and you're going to see shorter. I think you're going to see a lot shorter careers too. 
Like, I think everything's going to be a little bit shorter, you know? Like, like you're looking is, at if, Aaron Donald. He's, you know, 10 years done. If you, he's, if he's you like, change the college system, then you, then you can change the pro system. Yeah. Right. If if the colleges say, you know, we're just not going to have a, we're just not going to have this team then because we can't afford to to pay for a basketball team or whatever, you know, then what's coming into the league is different. So those kids, instead of going to college, they go play in Europe, and then all of a sudden you have draftees coming in from Europe uh-huh. because there's no college for them to come out of, right. you know, and then the scenario is different. Those kids go and they're playing pro earlier. Yeah. So where you're saying like careers are shorter, like I agree. Because right. they're playing pro ball against guys who've been playing pro ball for a long time. Yeah. So I think it shortens careers, but they've also been playing pro longer and they'll make money sooner. But also, you know, then you get deep, deep. Here's deep, Dave. This is where you go into the meta and the fucking training that's available to all these kids at this age. That used to not be available to the kids our age that are still in the game. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's, to me, it's fascinating to see somebody like Tom Brady still around still doing what he does you know but he's a pocket passer but also like he's got that tb12 so he's definitely into his body and nutrition and yeah but like the thing is sometimes sometimes though no matter what amount of training you get training doesn't trump experience in some Uh in some situations it's like you can understand how stuff should work Uh but once you start running through it and you see all these uh, outside human influences that impact like, this is how the play should run, but if this guy comes this way, it has to go this way. And those are all, like, you know, like, split-second decisions you need to make. And if you're not – your body doesn't have that muscle memory of running through it and seeing that guy jump off the line, and you know you need to make a, a switch, it's like as much training as you can have until you start running those live. Right. You can't run every scenario in training over and over again. What are you talking about? When you're training. Training for what? Any sport. You can't run the same scenario over and over again? You can't run every scenario over and over again to be trained that when it happens in real life, oh, you're no, going to be no, prepared no, for it. But you're it. just trying to deliver muscle memory. You're just trying to develop right, muscle memory in your but, movements. But that's what I'm saying. That's when, why the movement shit's so important. Right, but it's like you but can like run people the People like thing. Troy Palomalu and Ed Reed and all these guys who like, you know, I was listening to something the other day. They were talking about how, you know, you have these athletes who I feel like every they don't need – they almost don't need a fucking coach, really. They're just so good at the game and reading the game and muscle memory and seeing plays and they've seen shit a million times that they know where it's going. Like, I can look at this quarterback's shoulder, shoulder and know he's going to fake over here and throw to here. And they were talking about a specific play where Ed Reed did that. He read Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning was talking about it where, you know, it was this play where, like, he looked at Ed Reed and he goes, Ed Reed just knew what I was doing. He goes, no matter what I was doing, he just knew what I was doing. He said, I, I was supposed to look this guy off, fake the throw, and go to this guy, and he knew. He did the same thing. He did it to fake me, and I thought, what the fuck? And he just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was like he faked me into faking myself to throw that pick, you know? And it's shit like that. Like, those are the guys, like Troy Palomalo, they used to talk about how, you know, middle linebacker would drop into, like, safety and, you know, would rush like a fucking outside linebacker and then would even pull up on the line and help a lineman, you know, block. I know that's what I'm like saying. That. Like, and if you're a quarterback like, and you're running all these scenarios, mm-hmm. like, you're making the assumption that your offensive line is strong, right? So right. you're like, if this guy on this team goes like this, I do this. If this mm-hmm. guy does this, I mm-hmm. do this. But what you don't know is that your right tackle can't stop the guy that he's trying to block over and over again. So right. you also have to, you know, like, uh, account for that guy being a weak side. 
right. you know? So it's right. like, and you right. don't know that until you get on a team and you are in that scenario. And that's where experience trumps training right. on that point. Because the, and then the thing is, is that I think everybody needs a coach. It just, you need coaches for different reasons. Like sometimes the coach is there to teach you the game, but then oh, yeah, other no. times the coach is there to teach you how to be no. a leader I wasn't or, saying that or to like, teach you how to be a yeah. team member. You like know, cause realistically, sometimes, yes, you do need a coach. You need yeah, reinforcement. You need pot, you know? Yeah. Like not all coaches, like you have to know your players. I think that's the thing about coaches is that, you know, really good coaches, they, they take the time to learn each player specifically and talk to them and sit down on the bench one-on-one and just, you know, like... And know their strengths. No matter how long it takes, team. you know, you have to know each player. You have to know their drive. You have to know... So you have to, like, you know, I feel like... Pers- I'm going to say this personally as all the coaching I've done is, like, I think that's why, like, I have trouble with names so much is because I'm not really focused on names. I'm focused on the people. You know what I mean? And that's why, like, I'm always like... Oh man, I'm sorry. It takes me a while to know your name, you know. But like when when you're, when I'm coaching all these kids, you know, I just want to know the people. Like Hiram, special, you know, just gas tank forever. Yeah. Like each one, you know where he's, you know, you know his family, and then you got uh, the Dalton, you know, just people like that. You get to know each person, and then the name comes with them because you put it with their character. But you know, you know what, like you know what the wire when the wires are crossed with Dalton. You know what I mean? You know when the wires are crossed with Hiram or whoever and how to get them out of it and, like, how to reel them back in. They're focused, yeah. you know, but it might not be the same as this kid's. And, you know, that's the thing. And, and when you're not doing that, then you got a situation. you got a shitty team. Players don't like you. You know what I mean? Divided team. You know? Right. And that's the hardest thing. But, yeah, you yeah you have to have a coach, you know, even in the pros. Like, you listen to a lot of the pros talking on podcasts now, and they talk about, these great coaches like um like Vrabel you know he's still coaching but he's the Tennessee head coach and uh I remember him as a player uh he was with Brady and he was a tight end he was one of those he was one of those players that could play everything Mm -hmm. and uh just a big white country boy seemed like and he would play running back fullback he would do wide receiver he'd be on the line blocking um I think he even played defense. He played linebacker. He was one of those guys that could play both sides of the ball, and they they utilize that. And those are the players who, you know, at the end of their career, they're pissed Mm -hmm. because they made the same as a linebacker. But were they really just a linebacker, you know? Like, no, they weren't. They were playing all these positions, you know, and so they were a five-tool player. You know, it's like a a batter for baseball. You know, if he's just a right-handed batter, cool. You know, but if he's a right- and left-handed batter – uh, he's more, you know, you utilize him more because you're like, oh, we got this lefty up, you know, we're going to DH you, bring you in or whatever, and then you get an extra hit or whatever. So, you know what I mean? Those type of players that well, I, I do think it more, is, like the Bo Jackson. Yeah, but, and the uh, yeah, I, but I, I think it's it's the impact, right? Like if, if you're still, if you're batting 100, whether you're batting right or you're batting left, like not helpful, you know, but if you're bad in 700 and you only bat right, like that's a, that's an influential player, right? No, like, so yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter how many skills you have. If, if none if of them are really great. If you're good at the skills and you have multiple skills, then right. to me, you're a bigger utility to the team. Well, that's the, that's the whole you know? thing. Uh, jack and, of all trades, a master of none is still better than a master of one. There you go. So it's like. That's the mom quote. Well, I think quote. the thing is, is people don't know that whole quote. They always say a jack of all trades, a master of none. Like it's a bad, it's a bad thing. But the end of that, the end of that phrase is, is still better than a master of one. 
Right. And I, I believe that for sports too. Well, look at you MMA. know, like these MMA kids came about because you know people were curious if a ninja could hold its own against a wrestler. Right. Right. And when you look at that, you're like, oh, a ninja. But like ninjas are like mysterious. You know, it's like a martial art that you really can't teach. Ninjutsu, it's really a martial art. But, like, when UFC 1 came out, there was a ninjutsu guy there. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. Because I remember my uncle gave me these VHS tapes. Shout out to my Uncle Mel. And and he was like, check these out. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe, like, I think about it now at 42. Maybe he's seen something in me at that age that I didn't see in myself. Because you're talking like I was 12, you know, like 12 or 13, you know, I was just playing hockey, but I, I didn't do any MMA, you know, MMA wasn't even a thing, but like the ninjutsu guy, like fought this wrestler <laughs> and the match started and a wrestler just came out like a snake and just like the ninja dude didn't know what to do. Like he couldn't throw the smoke on the ground and disappear. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's it, like a minute, the dude tackled him and just elbowed him until his teeth were like on his mouthpiece. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and at that age, you're like, what am I doing? Why am I training ninjutsu? You know? So it's like, and then as you get older, you realize like you have to be, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In multiple things, you know? So like what you were talking about, like even MMA, like that's why MMA is so popular and people are like not really fascinated with boxing now unless you're talking Canelo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, well, I, I all right, think, put a boxer up against an MMA guy. You know, we know who's going to win. But well, that's why we put rules in like, yeah, well, but, we'll do boxing this round, and then the second round we'll do MMA. Yeah, but but I think the thing that we see when we're watching MMA is that uh, there are quite a lot of people that are world champions in one martial art, right? Yes. Like they're, they're world champion Israel. kickboxers. Israel, or, right. Right, Israel or they're world champion wrestlers, like, you know, uh, Olympic wrestlers or, you know, whatever Matt it is. Hughes, right, Matt Hughes. Right, yeah. like they're they're specific in one mm-hmm. thing, and I think mm-hmm. what you see is that that person is specific to that one thing, and then on the other side, they learn how to defend the other things. Right. right? So it's right. like if if you have a, a jujitsu guy going against a kickboxer, you watch the kickboxer defend the takedown, and you watch the jujitsu guy just trying to take him down over and over again because they don't want to stand and bang. Cause they know that that's not going to work for them. And then the kickboxer knows that if that other guy gets the takedown, like they're fucked. So you really just see them. They're, you know, specialized in just the one thing. And then they're a defender of all the other things. So some, like for me, sometimes it's not great. Like I like to see them match two, you know, kickboxers against each other. Yeah. You know, like I like seeing that. You like seeing what? Sorry, I was I was trying to focus like the on pers- Frankie. The person, the people that are specialized. Like I like to see two kickboxers matched up against each other. Oh yeah, because then you see who the better kickboxer. Well, because is. like for me, like one of my favorite fights I talk about was the Holly Holm fight versus yeah. Ronda Rousey. That was the and the downfall Rousey, of Ronda right there. You know, she's a judo girl, put everybody in arm bars. But well, Holly Ronda Holm was fun as hell to watch, man. She, I'm she not saying anything bad know, about she her, was but like I'm the saying Mike Tyson vibe. Yeah, right but there. like Holly Holm is a world champion kickboxer. Yeah. You know, so here's a girl who's doing judo, you know, and then she gets the head kick and it's game over, you know, and it's well, like she's a stand up technician versus a basically jujitsu anaconda. Well, but technician. that's the, but that's also that's the her group yeah. that she was with thought 
she could stand and bang with someone who was. And that's what uh, she did. And that was the dumbest that's shit ever. She, she should have did what she always does, her. comes in and, you know, judo, judo hip toss into an arm bar. Instead, she's like, oh, I'm a boxer now. Yeah. And it's like, girl, you're not a boxer. Like, right. your job is to defend. Yeah. Defend the the punches, yeah. not not try to throw and, you know, give them out. So it's yeah. Like, I that's remember not watching that fight. Like that that was a fun time. You even bought her book. You bought, um, you know, support yeah. the brand, support the brand. You uh you were into Ronda Rousey like everybody else was. You know, like Ronda was so important to the sport because at a time I feel like that was like. It was part of like the whole. It was the rise of the women. Yes, in MMA. it was at well, but I feel like it was the beginning of everything, like the feminist movement and everything that brought out like fucking the 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 dude in Hollywood yeah. and and I, I uh, think it was the, ri- the rise of the guy women in Cosby. MMA. Like I don't uh, like for yeah, me, Cosby. I credit um, Gina, Gina Carano. Carano. Yeah, you know Gina Carano. But she was and, like and more. Cyborg. I feel like Gina Carano was more Hollywood, right? She was more Hollywood. I I feel like I didn't know enough about Gina Carano until. Until Ronda Rousey came around, just started fucking people up, and then Gina Carano was kind of brought back in, like, oh, don't forget about her, you know. Right. And, and was Gina Carano the original? Yeah, but I feel like when, you know, because you can go back and see interviews of Dana, like saying that that he he didn't want, um, uh, he he didn't agree with women fighting, you know. Right. And still, a lot of people are that. Like uh, uh, Joe was talking to Gina Carano the other day, and he was um, she was talking about uh, Nate Diaz. Uh, when she met Nate Diaz and he was like, I don't really fuck with, you know, like, I don't, I don't agree with what you're doing. Like, you know, and that's that old school mentality, you know, and it's hard to accept, you know, women throwing hands and shit, you know what I mean? But to me, it's not. And when Rhonda was around, dude, that shit was badass. She'd come out to, um, fuck, what's that song? What's that song, dude? I can hear it in my head. You know, the bad reputation. Yeah. Well, who sings that? That's uh, not Joan the, Jett. Joan Jett. Yeah. Joan Jett. Like, you know, and then you just hear that. You're like, oh, fuck. You get pumped up and her face was just serious. And she just come out and fuck shits up. Like grab your arm and just, and it, you know, rip that shit. Like, you know, and then you heard a story, like you read her book, you know, and you bought her, you know, you support the brand. And then you hear about her mom, like, you know, just, you know, growing. I don't, I don't know much about her dad or what he, I don't know if he died young or something. I think he might've passed away young, but. You know, her mom just like, I'm preparing you for life, basically, and would like fucking wake her up for school by like jumping in bed and trying to strangle her daughter, yeah. you know, and then that's how you become a goat is that your mom, you know, and now look at her. She's in the WWE, you know, and, you know, it's like your mom's still right there with you, you know what I mean? So, but that was just, that was a rise for like girls to see like, yo, we can be bad bitches too. Well, like I always support mm-hmm. women. I I think ha- yeah. half the time it like probably drives you crazy. It doesn't drive me crazy, honestly. Like we just watched fucking the. Uh, it doesn't drive me crazy because I like to listen to a podcast with just women on it, so I get another perspective, right? Because I don't know what it's like to be, you know, five foot two, have to get like a step stool out to get like a fucking container up on top of the cabinet down. You know, like I'm a giant. Like I can just look. I got a duck to go indoors and shit. You know, but like, uh, I don't like that tone. Yeah. Um, fuck. What was we talking about? I don't know. You went off a tangent. Oh, the women's movement. So like, like I listen to podcasts to get that perspective, to know what it's like to walk in a fucking garage by yourself and not, you know what I mean? And, um, when that happened, it, it gave, you know, it, it, it kind of brought light to all the bad shit that all the women have been dealing with. 
to me, you know, and like he, Harvey Weinstein was a thing and you get those stories and then people come out and then like, you know, and you're like, God dang, you know, but like, no, uh, that's what I was going, hold on, let me go back, let me go back. Cause what you were saying was I was going off on a tangent about softball that you're saying no, but like men's MLB baseball is more boring than women's softball. Right, so if you had like Jenny Finch type women's professional soft, right? To me personally, to you in right? our house, but there's people who are huge. Well, you said it probably base. drove me nuts. Well, you said it probably drives me nuts. So I was saying not really, and that's why I was going on I'm the just, softball. I'm just saying like hu- like people who are huge no. baseball fans, yeah. just love baseball. You know, so it's like they don't, you know, like yeah. they just think. But there's also men who just think anything women do is stupid. The problem is, is that we don't highlight it enough and we don't put enough time and energy into other sports and make those like we have every sport that that's on TV is basically dominated by men. But if we said, you know what? The women are really good at soccer. Let's put women's soccer on TV more than we put Cincinnati FC or something like that. Or like to me, give, give two nights a week to a women's sport. Yeah, but and the, highlight but the it thing and is, put is, people in it and is, get like Shaquille O'Neal or get like a Charles Barkley to do a women's basketball game on a fucking um, on a um, on USS whatever out at sea, you know, and and highlight that game and put that on TV with the backdrop of the sea and you're on a Navy ship and it's Michigan, but it's the women's game and it's on regular TV yeah. or like we were watching so much women's softball. To me, it's so much it's so much funner than men's baseball because like they talk shit they dress up they put like cups on their head you know they cut the cameras yeah they do rally caps it it seems faster like you know you feel like you can feel it's a a smaller field but i like it because it's like when you go play wiffle ball you know you you know there's a chance anytime that that bitch is going over the fence Mm -hmm. you know with baseball it's kind of the same you know, certain parks, you know, like I know Great American Ballpark is known for like home runs. Easy home run, yeah. Right. But like put that in softball and then put it on regular TV. Like here is, you know, if you want to start a women's professional softball league, then I, I it probably it, is It's one. like, though, it's like, I feel like. But it's like we watched a lot of that tournament and it was fun. Like yeah. Every night we were watching the games. I think in the Oklahoma, thing that Oklahoma is, State um, and all those. like, is a downer for me, right? Is that like anytime a woman, it seems that like a woman accomplishes anything, there's a million, com- so many more comments that are negative in nature than positive. You know, like uh, Kamala Harris becomes vice president, first vice woman vice president ever, you know, and then it's all oh, she slept her way to the top. Um, the, the women's soccer team, U.S. soccer team, is just crushing it, right? Better than the men's. Uh-huh. What do they say? They were beat by a team of high school boys. It doesn't matter that it was like an intramural fun game. It's like, what do you just bring yeah, these? Yeah, but that's, every, bring these, that's, but, yeah, but, that's, okay, that's but, the mentality. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, what are you going to do? You, you bring in these high school kids so that you can just crush them and be like, ha-ha. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the point of it. You know, but then that's what everybody says. Like, oh, you're comparing them to men. Like, they got beat by, you know, a 16-year-old varsity high well, school it's like they're, they're, team. they're just friendlies. They're playing friendlies. To me, who set well, up a high school men's team against the women's national team? Like, I just, don't know it why. Was just, it was a learning to, to thing be honest, for that like, team. I, we do a lot of comparing men and women. But, you know, I kind of. Like, well, it's not just that. There's a like, woman who was an agent. 
right? But That's what the, I wanted to be was a sports agent. There's a woman who is a sports agent. She represents two of the biggest basketball stars in yeah. the in the in the mm-hmm. NBA. She got them the max contract. Right. Right. Uh, immediately, the comments were like, "Oh, well, they're good. Anybody could have did that." Or those team owners got the best blowjobs of their life. Or blah blah blah. But if a guy, you know, if if a guy gets someone the max, you know, it's like, "Oh, he's a boss." Like, yeah, he's a he's the best in his field. Blah blah blah. But, but if a girl does change? it. That's the point how that I'm making. We, how long? How long? That's is it the point take of feminism. Get, but that's what these like. We have computers in our hands, and like the process is changing. It's starting to change. Like literally, the feminist movement put this shit in to go. That's what happened. It put the gear in to go and drive, and that's what we see. And people who are good people see things a certain way. Like I see things as like this is all good. Like we're all, but we're also still set in our bad way like to me kamala harris i can look past man and woman i look at keeping people in jail to fight fires you know what i'm saying like that part where you just you know like when you were uh uh was she a governor but she's an ad bro science district attorney bro knowledge here was just keeping people locked up longer than they should be for petty crimes, right? Marijuana, whatever it was. Right, I understand to fight that, fires, but like... To fight fires. But like, do we... Um, so it's like almost like free labor, cheap labor, or but whatever. Like, like, what about... A man's needs his freedom. What about Rudy like, Giuliani? Like, do we run back his entire... Like, every case he ever decided, every person he ever we're represented... We're talking politician, and we but, all have a yeah, certain but the feeling thing to is, who they but are. But the thing and, is and, that I don't ever see that same energy with men. When men get to a certain position, I don't see that same energy. Right, but how are we going to change that? What's the solution then? Then give us a solution. Like, where do we start? How do we begin? I feel like we're already starting. We're already beginning, right? We have to hold our men accountable for doing shitty shit. Doing dumb things, saying dumb things, right? Putting a fucking stupid article in there, you know, saying J.J. Watt's wife instead of naming her, yeah. right? J.J. Watt's things. wife wins right? Olympic gold medal. Right, yeah. so that's that's where the change has to happen. A man touches your tit in a bar, he might need to get punched in the face. I hear a lot of that these days. Men have not been punched. People have not been punched. In, no, people forgot what it's like to get punched in the face. That's kind of where we're at, Right. Like, the clown did a fucking U-turn in front of me and totaled my favorite car we've ever owned, you and I, in the 20 years we've lived together. And not just that, he didn't have insurance. Didn't have insurance. And all I called him was a fucking clown for fucking 10 minutes while everybody was standing around because that's the only way I knew to deal with my emotions instead of beating the fuck out of him, right? Because that man needed a smack in the fucking face. Like, bro, you don't make a U-turn. But then when I was leaving, he said, everybody makes mistakes, man. And at that moment, I go, you're right. You're right. And that's when I thought about it, and I go, you're right. And I walked away, and I cooled down. That's where Dave said, all right, the wires are back together. We're good. Well, the thing is, is the guy didn't have insurance, and he was like, well, don't worry. You'll get your money. Like, he never said he was sorry, right. but in the end, he said everybody makes mistakes. And now we're in well, a fight okay. with our insurance. Well, if everybody because makes they mistakes, don't pay then the say full. you're sorry. You know, say you're sorry. Say you shouldn't have did that. Like, you literally just stand there, and you don't say anything. Well, People were raised different. Maybe they didn't have to say sorry when they were little, you know? Maybe dad mistreated mom, and that's what they seen. So, you know, that's why they grew up, and they do that to women. That's why they grab their tit in a bar, because that's what they seen their dad do. And nobody's punched them in the face to say, hey, bud, not cool, my guy, you know, or whatever, whoever it is. 
right? That man didn't be, he's him being called a clown was all my energy I had to give him. So hopefully next time when he thinks I'm going to do a U-turn here, uh-uh, I'm going to look first, you know, but also like, yo, fix the bridge too. Also, That's another thing. That bridge, when we were there standing outside, this is another thing I'm going to throw out here because I was pissed. I'm talking to all the officers. They're out there directing traffic. I'm hot. They see it. You know, I'm trying to cool down. So I'm just like, what the fuck, man? And I look at this guy and he goes, this place is a problem. He goes, this, this section, he goes, this happens all the time. He goes, probably once or twice a week, there's an accident right here. I go, oh, wow, that's an issue. I go, why the fuck wouldn't they extend the white cones all the way to the end? Right? Because there's a light there. And before the light, you can actually make a U-turn there. But like the cone should actually go all the way up through the light, honestly, or to the light. Because there's no other turns there. You can't like do a U-turn coming from the other way. You know, and the guy goes, well, the company that owns it refuses to extend that. And then, you know, I guess the city, so they're in a fight with the city and this company to extend it. So to be honest, if you're going on the Western Hills Viaduct, just fucking be careful. That's it. Just don't. And and just, yeah, just don't if you can. And then also when you're driving around, be fucking careful. Because, uh, you know, like like Dade said, you know, and, and Dade's been saying that a lot after his accident, like, you know, people aren't fucking paying attention. You know, he goes, I don't know. And, and that's the truth, man. Just like I've seen so many temporary tags on plates and like so many almost accidents. And then yesterday we seen an accident with a family just like ours. And it was pretty sad. And they were two nice ass cars. That was a blue car. It looked like the Forte, and then it was like a Jeep or something. And it's like when you see that after what we went through, you're just like, God damn it. So slow the fuck down, people. We're trying, you know? not, we're trying not to die. Yeah. And, and play some uh, play some cornhole. You know, play some cornhole and um, slow down, you know. Grill some hamburgers people. and hot dogs. But, um, I think since our last, um, we did the, um, we had the remembrance for your mom. Yeah. You know, we haven't really talked about that um, at Spencer Park. Yeah, so. Uh, so that was, when was that? That was. We had it on June 11th. That was 11th. before Dade's? Yeah. Was that before Dade's accident? Yeah, my mom had been passed away 10 years on June 9th, which was a Thursday. So we had a, uh, like a remembrance kind of get together for we her. We used to do the um, fight for air climb. Yeah. Things like that in remembrance of your mom. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your sister kind of set it up. Was it you and your sister? You guys all talked about like, hey, you know, we normally don't do a whole lot. So like, let's do this. No, it's not. It's just, it's been 10 years. Yeah. So it was like the 10 year, like memorial of my mom. So like, that's just what we did. Right. You know, we like did a 10 year. My sister, you know, my sister was, you know, she was really a driver behind it. You know, she like booked the, booked the shelter at, you know, at the park and, you know, like uh, she you know, brought like half the food. I brought half the food and we brought cornhole and stuff, you know, and then the kids could swim and at Spencer beach. So when I was growing up, we didn't have a ton of money. So, uh, we used to go to this place that was in Troy slash Rochester Hills, um, called Spencer park. Uh, they have a beach there and yeah. uh, we used to go and we'd spend the whole day cause it was like $5 for the car to get so people in People around here. I would say it's probably like um, East Fork, East Fork, but real small East Fork. It's like if you took East Fork Lake and just made it into like a lake, you could see across all the way around. Yeah. 
but it has like it has the beach to walk out on. It's got a nice trail. It's got it a had sand a volleyball court. It has it's got a, a sand volleyball yeah, playground. Just, you can yeah. you can rent boats there. Cool so you, spot. So you can rent boats and kayaks and paddle boards. Not boat boats. Like yeah. motor boats. Rowboats. Like, oh yeah, rowboats. They have yeah. rowboats. So you right. can rent rowboats, paddle boats, yeah. and uh, uh, the stand up. Like yeah, those are paddle paddle, paddle boards. Paddle there's boards. A, there's paddle and then boards, pedal boats. Paddle boat. Pedal boats. Uh, and then canoe. Yeah, and canoes. They had those. Kayak. Oh, it was kayaks, not canoes. There's all kayaks. kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they had raft. kayaks, kayaks, yeah. pedal boats, paddle boards, and rowboats. Yeah. So you can I rent those. Done a kayak. So you can like go. I wish you can I go fishing. Did one of those kayaks. And you can go fishing uh, in the lake uh, if you want. It's part of yeah. your entrance. I think the entrance. Yeah, is there like was almost $15. a kid that drowned there. That was not cool. Well, the kid didn't drown. They just didn't know where they the didn't kid know where was. they were. But the way they started walking the water. I like ran down. I was like, yo, because we had just seen that video at East Fork like the week before where, uh, unfortunately, a a kid passed away at East Fork, drowned. Fifteen. Fifteen. So not really a kid, like a teenager, you know, and so. Just goes to show. Be safe. Yeah. And and learn to swim, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many people out there that, you know, are looking for new careers that have skills. And, you know, if you're one of those people, fucking teach swim lessons. You know, because I've got people in my family that don't know how, and I, you know, I wish they would, but, um, yeah, so that's what I was thinking when that girl, but yeah, it's like that. It's like East Fort. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, we, so, so yeah, took so, cornhole. We, yeah, we, we took, took cornhole. cornhole, didn't we? We took ours, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we did cornhole, and, um, we spent the day there, and, Lots you know, food. ate food and talked about my mom. We all did, like, this little memory thing where you could write a memory down on my mom and put it in a box. Yeah. So we could read them later. I don't think I did one. Womp. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's what we did, and then that night we went over to um, we went to Sue's house, and we all went swimming. I should write one down right now. Yeah, that's a good time. Sue's house, nice. It's set up for like party. Yeah. So like she's got to sure pull party. a hot tub, and then she's got like this like uh <laughs> like like what are those adult, called like, like a daddy not a veranda party. what not like a veranda what are you talking about a daddy party. What? <laughs> daddy mommy day. Happy daddy mommy day. That's the party. Me and you. <laughs> All right. Uh, did it, did it, did it. What did she have? Like, what's, what are those things called? The, I don't know. Not a Canopies. Can- not a canopy, no, they're just like drop curtains. Honestly, they were on a track. The thing. The thing in the middle of the yard where she's the got the thing. table. You sit underneath it. Oh, a gazebo. A gazebo. Yeah, she's got like a little gazebo. She's got a gazebo Mm -hmm. and she's got... Table in there, chairs, nice little sitting area. Then she's got like a big-ass pool with a water slide. Yeah. And then she's got... They've got a hot tub that's got nice-ass LED lights in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Not good for Jade, um, but, uh, you know, it's big. And there was a spot that literally everybody there said, this is where... Uh, I think Amy always said, "My brother, this is the spot for my brother-in-law." Yeah, because it's it <laughs> and just, I've never been in it because it was a new hot tub, and it's just like it's like this little seat that's just deeper than the rest of yeah. the whole thing. And so, like, if I sit in it, I drowned. But if I sit in it first, and then you're in front of me, perfect. And that's kind of how it was because you could lay out, and it was like right up to my chest. Yeah, I know, like but right that's what I'm saying. Like the seat is but so if deep. You were in it, you'd be drowning. Yeah, so we'd have to get you like a, a phone book or something to sit on. <laughs> I don't like uh, I don't like this energy I'm getting today. I know that's I'm fun, very man. well. We're all tired. We haven't like probably slept a full night's sleep in I would say a month because it feels like when you're not sleeping because you're worried about uh, our boys. 
you know, like mainly Dade leaving now that he's driving again. He's got a car, you know, so you don't sleep. And then I feel your energy of not being able to sleep. Well, I, for so me, when this podcast when this podcast is over, I have a dream to look up. Yeah. Because last night I could not sleep. I kept having a dream. Uh, let's. That you my car talk about this dream. That my car was like destroyed, okay. which it really was, it right? Is. But it was videos. like destroyed in, in. I haven't even put up any of those videos yet. Maybe I'll put them with this podcast. Would you be able to? So anyway, I was saying like how day? it was destroyed. Yeah. So then I had. This was last night. Last night. So then I was like trying to ride this little scooter, like a little Vespa. <laughs> oh, and it's I the blue one. It's like, it it's was a blue, blue one in it's my the dream. Blue one at the, and fucking... I had this helmet. And we I was, to, have I we was, talked about that? No, we but I was driving this little, tr- trying to drive this little Vespa up this big ass hill. And it was like, uh, like a dirt hill. And it was right on, the, it was like a mountain. Like I was going up this mountain and it had like a wooden fence and then like a trail that almost like, uh, uh, four wheelers would go up. And I'm on this Vespa with a little helmet, like trying to go up and there's woods next to me. And I keep seeing like all these trees move. As I'm like trying to go up and as I'm going up, it's like I can't really get up because it's so steep and I'm on this little Vespa. Where am I at? And you're not even there. I'm like a little chubby, right? Like, and I'm like, can't get up the hill. So then it was like a throwback to like when we went to um, Gatlinburg and we were in those cars. And if you didn't go fast enough up that ramp, you yeah, would get you stuck. Yeah, you stalled. You got stuck. And the guy had to come out and push, push you. you. So like, that's how I was on the Vespa. And I was like trying to get up and I was like bouncing it to like get more traction. I was like trying to get out. And then all of a sudden a bear comes running out of the thing, which was like a, another throwback to that's when we me. went there. And it was like, <sighs> it was like chasing after me. And I'm like trying to get this fucking Vespa up the hill. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to get up this hill. I, and then I finally like get up the hill and I'm like, I'm at some event. That I bet I, I know what it that is. That I like was put in together. This event that I had put together. And I walk in and because I'm late because my car broke down and I had to ride this scooter there. It's like all a disaster. And I walk in and like my sister was like, how do you like this? And I was like, I don't ever want to fucking see that again. And I like just go along and I'm like trying to fix shit as I go. And, I, and then I woke up and I was like, this is the worst. And I was laying there and then your alarm clock went off. Fucking it, alarm clock. It kept too. going off, and I was like, finally, I like, I like touched, and I was like, hey, your alarm clock's going off, and you're like, oh, and then you turn and you turned it off, and then I just laid there. I felt for like two hours, and then I fell asleep, and then you're like, oh shit, it's ten o'clock. I'm like, it's ten o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, I got yeah. five hours to get all this shit done. Yeah. So yeah, that was my dream. Yeah. So I have to look up a bear chasing me. Um. While riding a scooter. Yeah. I don't think that'll matter, but. Really, more yeah. like a bear chasing me. So I wonder what it is. It's probably this whole fucking car thing. Oh no, it's definitely the car thing. I'm definitely the bear chasing you. So the I feel car. Like I do that every so day at the house. I I feel so. Yesterday we got we got our estimate back for my car. So when I bought my car, we bought the car it was like twenty seven grand. Mm-hmm. Now my car itself is worth between like twenty eight to thirty two. Now so. You know, I, I basically I'm either breaking even on the car, or making four grand. You know, but basically but I our dr- insurance. Go ahead. Doesn't want to pay an extra three point five thousand dollars to total the car out. Instead, they want to leave the choice up to us. Continue. Oh, I was just gonna say. So basically, like I drove a car for two years for free. If they total this car out, right? And like, 
you know, like to, to get this, to essentially make me whole, it's going to cost $40,000 because of the way used cars prices are now. So it'll be like 40 grand to get a car that was three years old with the similar amount of miles, you know, so that just sucks. So I'm going to take a loss off that if I try to get this, like the same thing that I have to put me in the same position I was two years ago. It's going to cost 40 grand. So I know I'm going to take an L there, but at least, you know, take I, I'm not, else. I'm not in a worse, I'm not in a worse spot as I, than I am money wise. I just pretend I've just been driving the Forte for two years and now I'm trying to buy a new car in a shitty market. But, um, so we got the, the estimate yesterday and they said like, basically to fix my car is $26,500. So basically, they're like between fifteen hundred and fifty five hundred dollars off what but my car is worth. Adding like any type of engine work. So Anything. well, also there it's, was nothing in there about engine. The the whole the thing is missing the windshield itself. Like the main like a very blatant thing was the windshield, and the windshield and also is there's not frame in the quote. Damage. Yeah, the so frame if you're anybody that works on cars, I've got probably a, about five friends who are like uh, car dudes, like heavy, heavy car and dudes. And it says it's going to take and they six all know hours. That once you're fucking with the frame, like that's it. Because there's just a balance that you're never going to get back. You know what I mean? That car already has 70,000 miles on it. It's fucking stupid. The thing is that there's so many sensors on that car fucking that if, if anything is not calibrated correctly, every single airbag blew. Every single one. Work. The good thing about it is that motherfucker would float for probably 20 minutes if you were in a leak. Because every single there was airbags at my feet. I didn't realize were yeah, even fucking the knee airbags. airbags yeah. yeah, they were at my knees, which is probably why my foot hurts because I think I pushed on that as that car came in. I just remember like fucking sliding and it feeling like you're on water. Like, I was in two pretty bad accidents. I feel like the one in the mail truck was really bad. Yeah. Because that was a straight T-bone, and I hit that dude right in his fucking door. And that was over there on Epworth. But um, in that same way, it looked like water because his, his glass just broke. And then when um, and then when this one hit, I just feel like we were just sliding sideways. And then the whole fucking car was just smoking. And I remember, like, seeing little particles flying down, almost like we were, like, in a snow globe. So fucking weird. When I got when there about to it, check on Dade, Dade just... like, they were bandaging up his leg. And he was, like, covered in, like, dog hair because he was wearing a black shirt. And I was like, what is all this on you? Like, it was, it looked like dog hair, like a shit ton of dog hair, but not, like, our dogs. Like, it was, like, husky hair. I'm like, what is this shit? And he was like, oh, it's from the airbags. They're like feathers or something. It's like, I, I don't even know what they are still, but it's it was like fur. <laughs> like they were so full of fur it, or something. What it was, you do know what it was, was three of the airbags that deployed busted upon impact. So whatever they're made of, they're not made, I, they're not made of like a plastic. They're almost made of like a, I swear to God, it's got to be like a fur or cloth. I think they're like of a cloth. You know, you never went over there with me and my dad, but they're like a cloth. No, I didn't. I haven't <laughs> seen my, the only time I seen my right. car was for the Which is also kind of, you know, one of those things when you think about when they take your car and they give you your estimate and your, they look at your car like this, this, this time they're doing it. They're doing it by pictures, right? So the dude's taking pictures and sending it to a guy and then he's going, this is how much we're going to give you for your car, which is fucking stupid, Right. Uh, 
but three of the airbags deployed. One definitely from Dade's head, right? And that's what I think. I, 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 I didn't see Dade as we were hitting. I didn't know where we were going. Once we impacted and hit, I'm trying to control the car to see what's coming at me because we were being hit into oncoming traffic. You know what I'm saying? So we could have got hit again. You know, but it wasn't it wasn't high speed traffic, which was good because it was actually it started. was actually at a light, right? Because yeah. as we were coming up, we had the green light, and the dude just decided to make a Yui. So they seen it happen right in front of me. Two people pulled over, said they were witnesses. You know, I I did an interview with the dude, like I was fucking doing a podcast. It was weird, but you know, hashtag twenty twenty. <laughs> um, but I was trying to control the car and the control. The, the car stopped because you're literally in a robot. That's what I've told, you know, I've kind of explained to everybody around here is like, we lost two robots in our family because we grew up around transformers and shit. Like there are robots, you know, we bought two brand new robots right off the lot, you know, the dad wagon and the Forte, you know, we're down to the dad wagon. That's the only thing left. I put a lot of time and energy in that thing. It's our robot. You know, you watch Real Steel. You were just bringing that up the other day about car parts being used for their robots and Real Steel. <clears throat> so we lost like two robots, and, and I watched this robot die in front of me. I, I was so mad. You know, but it's like it was so safe and, and just like, you know, Dave thought the car was on fire. Right, which makes sense because it was antifreeze that was burning his leg. So his right. leg probably did feel like it was on fire. Well, and then the car was so, smoking. And it was smoking because the engine was just like... Rawr, rawr, rawr. It was my robot saying, I'm dead. It was so sad, right? Like Bumblebee. And, um, you know, but who, I, I didn't know his leg, but I knew Dade was alive, right? So he's jumping out. I'm kind of in a focus of like, what the fuck just happened? I'm sitting in the car and Dade's like, get out, dad. And so I jumped out, you know, cause like he's thinking, you know, and then, right. and then there we are. But, um, you know, we're on the hunt and it's like to replace, to replace the one we lost. You, you, you want to come out of it with a dub. Not you know, a, that's what I've been saying. Least... You want to know, you want to get in that car and go, this is better than the car I had before. You know? I, I at least want to break even. And you want to break right? even. Like, and we're not even getting to that point, so that's why you're feeling the energy. Well, I'm feeling the energy now because yeah. that came. So I'm like, I'm not breaking even. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting less than what I paid for well, my Well, we just know we're in ago. for a fight because now we're reaching out to Lexus. We're going to get them involved in estimates. You know, they didn't well, give us I, the I, estimate I was, of the fucking engine, well, well, the windshield. Was, There's like a lot of shit that's not in there that we need clarification on. You know, I need a breakdown of every $1,000, basically, right? Like, that's where you're at. That's where I'm at. Like, that's what we need. And What do you mean? For the car. What breakdown do you need? Like, it's literally piece you by piece. You said it had nothing about the engine in there. Yeah, it didn't have anything. That's right. the thing. I have to call them you gotta and say. you got to take the dashboard out for that, you know? I, I said like, I'm, I'm going to call them and be like, hey, yeah. like. Didn't you th say there was no labor either? Yeah, the labor's in there, but it's $52 an hour. You know what I'm saying? So basically, I've, I've read the estimate, and it said they can put whatever parts they want in mm -hmm. to the car. Right. They don't have to be OEM parts. So, And it says if you want OEM parts, you have to pay the difference. Like if you say, I don't want an OEM hood. Uh -huh. Like I think the thing that irks me the most is they're putting they're putting like a refurb headlight. Um, they're putting in an aftermarket. Like two, like the components of the headlight, two are aftermarket and one is a refurb. So, like, I'm going to have the headlights, and they're going to be different. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't right. – when you get an aftermarket headlight, 
it's not going to match to Lex's headlight. Right. Exactly. And right. it's not going to fit into the car right. exactly like it, so should it should be. Because it's aftermarket. Right. We shouldn't like, take it's an be L close. on it. It's that guy. It, it's should. like the thing to me is like, I understand using maybe an aftermarket hood, right? right. Because it's, Dave, get that ball. you know, like aftermarket, that's fine. Or an aftermarket mirror for the car, like something like that. But like when there's two of them and they're the front of the car, yeah, like they should be the same. So it's like put the same thing on both of them. Like that's the point. Like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have three black doors and a red door because it's they're all the same door. Yeah, but right. it doesn't go with the car. Like it doesn't match the rest. And that's right. the thing for me is that right. it, you know, and also when I bought the car, it was all Lexus parts. And when I get the car back, it should be all Lexus parts. Like exactly. I don't agree that I should have to have aftermarket shit because we all know that Lexus is tuned coming out with its part with its parts in mind all the sensors are tuned with its parts in mind right. like literally everything is tuned to all the parts that are part of that car right. so it's like when you're telling me you're going to use this aftermarket and then you're going to overhaul the bumper that was split in half literally says in the manual that uh, with the sensors you can't have any filler filler yeah. near any of the sensors or it messes up the sensors so then all of a sudden i'm going to lose my you know, um, my parking assist and, and you know, my... Uh, Speaking of parking assist, how about that fucking Altima? Oh, yeah. So we have an Altima <laughs> that we got as a Holy rental car. Shit. And it has um, where it's it assists you, like, if you're backing up or no, if you're pulling forward. It's got an e-brake. It's called an e-brake assist. And, and you can't turn it off. Like, so it's, it's one of those that, like, I don't know. I haven't messed with the presets. But, like, you know, like your Lexus, you have a preset one, two, and three. So it could preset the three different people in that car, right? So every I think everything's set what I have off. Like when I get in your car and put two. No. So oh, no, that's just the seat memory. That's all that is. I have to have all that shit off because you have it off. So for me, it's all off for me too because when I turn it off, if I turn it all back on, it's all back on when you get in. And you complain about it every time. So I don't have that on either. So my steering wheel doesn't rumble if you're, like, leaving the lane because it has lane assist to make sure that you don't drift out of your lane, like, if you're falling asleep. I like to have more control of the car. Jade likes the car to control more of the driving. I like the safety features. She likes the safety features. When I got in that Lexus, it had too much shit. That robot was doing too much for me. I needed more control than the robot had. So I turned a lot of that shit off. Like it would beep and it would vibrate. Sometimes it would pull me back into my lane. I didn't need that shit. Like that dumbass made a fucking U-turn, you know? If I had all those sensors on, what would have happened? I don't know. I'm pretty curious because having that Ultima, you know, Back to what you were well, talking about, the Altima. Avoidance. Yeah, like I don't know what your car had. I'm sure it did. It I'm has, sure it, it has, has this. Collision like avoidance, if that Altima yeah. had it, it would have that. It yeah. did. It had So what would avoidance. that have done? Would it have pushed us out of the way? But that's like deep talk. Like when you get to the point where like, you know, the, uh, you know, the robots are controlling more, uh, what do they value more, right? Like if you're running into either I a think car it would have just, or it a person all, walking. It would have set all the alarms off. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. But stop would it you. have completely stopped me? No, if it he doesn't stop you. In front of us, right it, at that, because no, those white cones. If he would have come over, would it have just slammed on both no, brakes? No, what and then that dude what the what collision avoidance does is it, um, like if you got the radio going, if you get too close to something, um, it'll turn the radio down and it it flashes on the on the dashboard brake in red. Right. And it goes. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah, so, so that's what it did. 
Yeah, so that's that ultimate it, did it, it twice. Yeah, the ultimate. Yeah, the ultimate just does, does like a grinding. And when you're backing literally up, stopped it's, us. It's we were the, backing up. In, I back up to into our garage. I like to back our cars into our garage. You know, I think it's nice when clear, you open a garage door and the Lexus emblem was right there when you open it, whatever, dumb shit. But, like, uh, when I backed the Ultima in, the Ultima said, no, you're too close, and literally grinded. Yeah. I thought I ran over but, something. But the thing is, But it though, wasn't. Is, and then when I get is, out and look at the back, we got two feet of space. So yeah, but, I was like, this fucking But we don't sucks. know what it's recognizing. And we okay. literally had the little kid sign behind it, the, the little kid that holds the flag that says slow, slow children. So that you're not racing down the street. Oh, so somebody so, in the fucking. So it's like, what if that Ultima recognized that was, was that? Watching. What if it? No, not somebody. Yeah, the Ultima the recognizes like, oh, that oh, oh, that oh, that that's the outline of a yeah. child. So it was yeah. stopping you before you ran over a kid. Like that's actually pretty good. But that is true. Who knows? Anyway, I'm not a fan of the Ultima. We've had it for three days. It's like it. I know. Just driving what we had before to the Ultima. It's like a fake race car. It's you not know, that. It's, it's, it's got hard. leather interior. It's got leather steering wheel. It's all racy setup. It feels like a racy setup. It's but like it's fully loaded, but it's a four cylinder Altima. And it's like, it just ain't it. It ain't it. And it's loud as fuck. But that's a 2022. So it's brand new. But I don't like it. So. It's it, the car itself is not loud. It's the out. It's the environment coming inside the car that's the loud. The problem is, is we found a replacement too. We found like the one, and then, um, we just you know you get it from the insurance, and then once the insurance hits, and you're like, oh, you take that little L again, and you're like, god damn it. So here we are trying to make lemonade. Like now we're in for another little fight to get what we feel like we deserve, you know, especially when you pay yeah, insurance for think, how many you know, years do you pay insurance we've been with them and the how many times do they here. call you when you're going to be, you know, uh, behind on your payment or a little late, like, Hey, you know, it might, you know, get your payment in. They let you know and shit. But then it's like, when you have an opportunity like this, it's like, yo, how about just total the fucking thing out? And give me a check for what this thing's worth so I can go out and buy me a new car. And then you deal with the fight. And when you need me to come in and talk and show these videos on my phone, I'll do that for you. Because you're going to take care of me because I've been with you for whatever, 20 years shit. That type of energy. You know what I mean? That's kind of what we need. You know what I'm saying? You know, we had to already deal with it with Geico and that bullshit. We finally got that. We still have, I mean, we're still waiting, but... At least we got movement on that, and the dude felt bad. But, you know, it's like this is our own insurance company that we've been with for the whole time you're alive. And it, you, the, whole, alive. the whole time you've been alive? <laughs> the mm. whole time we've been together. The whole time he's been alive. Yeah, the whole time he's been alive. You know, the whole time we've been together, we've been with this insurance company. And then when it comes when you need them and you've been making these payments and all this shit for all these years and never need them, and then the time you do, it's like this is what they give you. You're never like, filed oh, a claim with them. I guess I'm going to have to keep, you know, I guess I'm in with a fight. Yeah windshield replacements right because of fucking semi trucks on the road that can't get their shit together you know or kicking up rocks and shit but you know whatever man it's like well, the we're alive the tree branch. everybody's safe everybody's kind of dealing with their shit we just this fourth of july weekend actually today is fourth of july so shout out to the fourth bow, bow, bow. all the fireworks yeah i'm gonna put the new drop in there we just have this one right now See, that's when we give you, like, the knowledge. 
whatever that is. It's like bro science or oh, when we're yo science. We we'll call it yo science. It's our yo science. What's yo science? I don't know, dude. It's like, yo, check this shit out, man. The other day I was listening to this story. That's yo science. But um, So we got a rental. Dade got a new car. He got a Q50. It's fucking nice. Flawless victory. Gage, thank you. Thanks, Gage. Thank you. I love you, buddy. If you can give Rascal a bath, that would be great. Yeah, if you can give him a bath so he doesn't stink. Heather's coming over. It'll probably be me and you versus Heather and Jade, and we'll throw some bags in the shade. We're going to eat little chicken and uh, celebrate. Because I'm hamburger and hot dogged out. Yeah, we're all hamburger hot dogged out, and we're just going to celebrate today with just a small group because we've had a busy weekend. We had a graduation party Saturday. Well, I just. Fourth of July I had a graduation party last weekend that everybody came to. Out of towners. Yeah, and it's like a, you know, I had no, it's drama all week, and then, you know, I had yeah, glorious had thing, and, you know, we had a graduation party, glorious thing, and then I just, yeah, we got it's a lot, a lot of stuff, I'm too. just tired. tired. Tired, that is it, yes, I think everybody's pretty tired, tired of a lot of things, you know, you gotta get outside and get tired, work out, eat healthy, you know, play some sports. Stuff like that. All right, back to this car. So what we were talking okay. about was... Yes. All right, Gates, what's up? He's just yeah. hanging out. All right. Just hanging out. So okay. this car with Dade, right. uh, I told him the price range to be in because uh, I only wanted... So this is uh, Jade Antanasio Waggle Ramsey. Go ahead. Corner. <laughs> Basically, I knew he's getting $8,000 from uh-huh. Geico. Right. So I gave him a price range because the most I wanted him to finance was fifteen. So his his range was up to twenty three thousand he could buy because he put the eight grand down, be fifteen. He'd be financing fifteen. Yep. So we couldn't wait until we got the Geico money because he needs a car. We literally have we had three people who worked and one car at that point. So uh I took him and I got this car and I co signed for it and that's it. It is what it is. Dave doesn't like it, so... It's not that I don't like it. Uh, it's just, um, I, it's a lot of money. That's it. And I always thought, like, you know, when your your teenage son drives uh, a better car than you do, that, to me, it's like, who knows? You know, only time will tell. It doesn't matter. It's not like who's right or wrong. I'm not looking for a dub. I'm just looking for, like, you know, you're locked in for a career. You've got a car payment now. You know, like you're locked in for four years on this car, you know, and and also like we talked about other things, but like you're dealing with your kids and um, stubbornness. And well, I also think that's that's the thing I don't understand was that like if you wanted him, if the plan was for him to buy a car flat out for eight thousand dollars. No, you had talked about no. We had like mentioned a forte, like you had a forte, you replace a forte. You could basically put the eight G's down and get a new forte and finance that. You don't need a co-signer; it's in his name, you know. And then everything's there. Yeah, but we didn't have the eight grand, and we needed to get him a car. So even if we we were putting on three. Right, so if we were putting down three, I feel like you could have got it at. I, I feel like we could have got it at three. So that's just the difference. Like if we put down three, finance a new Forte, you know, I think he could have got that in his name. Then why you didn't know? you take him to look at Fortes? Well, 
But this is this is the thing is no, that it's right. like you you literally called me to to you, come and we talked about all these things. The problem is is he has yeah, the Dave, car that he wanted, but, so I'm not right. Saying I understand, anything. but we what I'm saying about- is is you're saying that you're on here saying you feel a type of way about it, but like you feel a type of way about it after it happened. No, we had all talked about it. It no, wasn't just me, no. but it was two other people told we, you about cosigners. We literally never talked about your brother him. and your mom okay. or my mom okay. and your brother both agreed. On Saturday night, the day after you had already taken him to look at cars that weren't Fortes. And now today, here we are saying he should have got another Forte. You it's and like, I went and looked at cars over here. That's all. That's all. That's all it is. Well, then what type of way do you feel? Like, that's the what thing I don't understand. What type of way do You've I feel? I just didn't want to do it with a cosigner. That's all. I feel like he could have got a car without a cosigner. Because you have to get a car, he has to get a car, and I still have to get a truck. And Gage is about to drive. Gage is the one right here getting ready to drive that doesn't have anything, right? He's getting the last robot left, right? Or a new car, and we sell that. Whatever we're doing, like, I want to get a truck, right? We got projects to do here at home. I can't load the Ford, the, the, the dad wagon up with with wood to put a new deck on. I don't, so it's I don't like need all, you to explain to me about getting a truck. No, like, no, no, that's no, no, always no. That's what plan. I'm saying. And You're it was the just one the, it who's was gone the, the back. The co-signer was the thing. So the, the argument between you and I as a family and the disagreement in this whole thing was with the co-signer. But it is what it is. So you have to move on and you have to have hope, right? You have to say that. The thing was, is my mom co-signed for me, right? She co-signed for me on my first car. It was a, it was a Ford Taurus. A 97 Ford Taurus from Jeff Weiler. She co-signed for me. And then I lost my job. And you helped me pay for that. So there was, it's all those things. When you talk about history repeats itself, that's literally what's happening. Right? Like I went to school. I decided art college wasn't for me. Right? Two years in art school. You ain't teach me much. Right? I was paying a lot of money for art school. Decided, like, it ain't for me. I don't want to do it. I did it for different reasons, whatnot. Doesn't even matter, right? I had to pay it back. Same with yours. You went to school, same thing. And then he did the same thing. Went to school, decided it wasn't for him. So, like, history repeats itself. That's all I'm saying. It's just a dad worry when you have a co-signer and you still need your car. And I want you to get the car you want, right? Because you lost a car that you loved, that you grinded for your whole life. You know, like really talking about it, the poster on your wall, whatnot. We can get into that if you want to talk about that poster. You know, you used to have a poster on your wall growing up. It had a Lamborghini, yeah, I know. I don't, a Porsche, I don't, yeah, a Ferrari, and talk, a Lexus. Like, I, I so it's like that. there's a grind to get that, and then are you going to get it now? I have the Lexus on my, mm. I have the Lexus I currently have on my credit report right now. And then I have Dade's car on my credit report right now. Right, right? So if I got approved... For well, but that also gets, then, now you're getting into uh, the, the whole uh, feminist movement talk, right? Because we learned some shit this, with these cars about our insurance that you weren't even on it or something. What, what do we learn? Like, it's me and you're just accompanying me on it? I'm a <laughs> even driver. Though, I'm a driver on the car. Even though we're like 50-50 in life that we're not, but we've been with them since we've been together and had cars together. Right, so that's kind of another bummer with being with them for so long and seeing that big picture. That's that's kind of what I'm talking about, you know. Like, it is what it is. We did what we had to do. 
You know, we have three cars right now, and we have 20 days to find your replacement where you get in and you go, this is it. The problem is, is now we've been shortened because now we're in another fight because we got to take a different road to get all of our money back because we're not going to take an L. That's in life. You try to take less L's. You want more dubs and L's, and right now we're trying to get more dubs. So that's where we're at. Couples fight. Marriages, we fight. But in the end, we all want the oh, same I just, thing. Like, we I all don't want know. the same it's, thing. It's, for me, it's easy to feel a certain way when it's like you just stepped out of it, right? Like you sent me with him and you said you didn't want to deal with it. And then I did what I had to do to get him a car. And then you feel a certain type of way oh, about no, it. But not, it's like, no, you said you mentioned the Forte too. The problem is, is we're not saying that we're dealing with our teenage the son The problem here. is that he doesn't the want pro- a Forte. Right. That's what he right? doesn't want. And he's the, been that's looking what at those cars. Here. And then on Friday, the problem is, is you're he was going to buy a car that was even. Who says, this right, is I, what I want. Right. I understand and that. you can't as a parent say, this isn't what you, unless. No, I'm standing by why I told him. I told him if he found a car in this price range with mm-hmm. a certain amount of miles on it, mm-hmm. this amount of miles or less, I would co-sign for him. He held me to the wall for that. He said, I found one. Here it is. I'm going to test drive it. 70,000 miles. It's exactly like my, it's exactly in the same price range as my, as my Lexus. My Lexus is worth more than that car. Mm-hmm. He paid 23 for that car and it's the same class as my Lexus. And shout out to the small circle. Cause, um, um, Life is, life is, uh, what, what is the saying they always say? Um, like the six degrees of separation. No, well, no, I'm trying to think about, um, you know, just, I had no idea. You guys went up there. I was kind of done with cars. So big picture, we're fighting over something dumb. I was really done with the, you know, when me and Dade went out that whole day, we looked at cars. I knew what he wants. Dade's in a certain way. He's a certain type of person. It is what it is. We don't need to get into all that. Okay. I was done with it that day. It ended in a wreck. Fucking terrible. But we had found him a car that he liked, you know, and then once that wreck happened, now the street took a different turn and that's where we're at. We, we went a different way. Um, but, uh, Shit, get back in. It, it went a different way the day he went and looked at cars. Right, and then, we, we found a car. I, he wanted a Q50 that day. That's and, what he found and, that day. We found I it. It was no. just a different place. We met a nice lady. Her name was Faith, right? Faith. Here it is. Faith comes in. You know, it's all this stuff. But then I didn't want to go out and, or you said you were taking, I don't remember what it was, but. I said, I said no about co-signing for the car. I said, I'd never seen it. It costs more than my Lexus did when I bought it. I'm not co-signing for that car. We need to figure something else out. So we told Dade on Saturday that... That it was mm. Gage's day. We didn't want to hear about yeah. it. And then that night we got in a fight about the car yeah, because yeah, yeah. I said, I'm not co-signing right. for it for you. If you can yeah, get it, it on your own, yeah. go ahead and we get had it. Gage's grad party. Yeah, I go, go ahead and get it. I'm not co-signing for it because you're not going to have the re- financial responsibility of a car mm. that was more than what my car costs. I've been working for 40 years right. to get this right. car. Yeah. I pay half your bills because you live at home for free. Like you're not going to drive a better car than what I had. Yes. I said, this is what I told you. This is your price range. This right. is the miles. Find something in it. And, you know, he told me, he said, you said you'd co-sign for me. And I said, you're right. I did say that. And I'm a person of my word. And, and, if, who, and if you can find a car in the with that shit that I said, then I'll co-sign for it. I think he found me, it. it is, we test drove right. it. It was fine. I think and I co-signed. Me it's just, That's it's a it. beautiful car. You know, it's a beautiful car. When we bought the Forte and 
2014, it was $20,000. Basically, the car he just replaced it with, $20,000, you know, got less miles. So, like, to me, it's a dub. It's just, it's a better car, you know, and then, like, you haven't had your car yet. So I think with me, that's the whole thing that sits in me. I just keep thinking about it. But is the that, thing is, is that yeah. if I would have went up there on Friday and co-signed for that car, and then you would have been driving home in my car and it got totaled, it, we'd be in the same position. Oh, no, so no, no, it doesn't, no, no, no. We weren't. I, I know, but I'm saying it, it doesn't matter. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Like, yeah. it, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we're in a position is, where is our kid needed a car mo- right. and he can afford it. Yeah. So, yeah. it's in his price range. He yeah. can afford it. He's about to get the check from Geico. He's going to give me back the money that I loaned him to put the down payment on. And then the rest Geico. of the money is going to make okay. a pay- a big payment towards that car, yep. which will make me feel better because then he'll owe significantly right. less on it than what it's worth. And there you go. So, if That's it, if it does get wrecked. Ramsey moment right here from Jade. If it does get wrecked. Okay. Financial you know, I'll advice. feel better about it. No, there we it's, are. it's not that. It's sure not it financial is. advice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, you're in a situation. You have three cars. I got up with him a couple times to drive him to work at 430, and it fucking sucked. Yeah. And I didn't want to keep doing it. But at the same time, I don't think it was – I expressed to Dave and to Dave that I didn't think it was fair that I'm the one stuck at home all the time while Dade is driving around Dave's car and Dave's driving around my car. And I here I am stuck at home. Like, I can't do anything. So I'm like, I don't think it's fair, you know, I – work my ass off every single day and I'm stuck at home with no car you know like we have to get this kid a car so it is what it is like he's got a car now he's super happy with it I know he's going to treat it well and take care of it just like he did the forte like that car was so clean you could probably eat any food you dropped on the floor in there so it's like he really takes care of his cars and I know I know he absolutely loves this car so you know and he'll make every payment and I already told him if he doesn't we're selling it so he knows and then he also knows I only co-sign for one car so if he wrecks it then he'll get whatever he can afford on his own next time and it might be a $10,000 Kia Forte. And the moral of that story is watch out for other people right because neither of these accidents were our fault they were the other people doing dumb shit making a u-turn and running a yellow light following another car like pay attention yeah pay attention because other people aren't you know, so many things. Shit, the other day, was it Gage? We were coming home, and uh, there was two, uh, yeah, I think we were coming off the highway, and there was two fucking bikes that looked like they fell off somebody's bike rack on their car just in the middle of the highway coming off of 74, and we had to, like, swerve and miss those. Was that you and me, Gage? Uh, the bikes? Were you with me when yeah, the bikes were the in the middle of the road? Yeah, the three of us. We were coming back from CarMax. Oh, yeah, CarMax. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you were in there. Yeah, it was me, you, and Gage. I remember who was on there. In the yeah. Ultima. Yeah. Fucking Ultima. <laughs> yeah, in um, a rental car. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> yeah. In a, I started it, yeah. with an Ultima, and now I'm back in an Ultima. Yeah, it is kind of funny. You had the Ultima and the Sentra were the two rental cars we had, were the two Nissans. We had the, no, I'm talking about the Ultima that I used to drive. I know. You had a gray Ultima we owned together. <laughs> I am aware, because I remember that motherfucker dying. The robot taking a die out no, in the cold. He's I'm like, why saying, are you leaving like, me out like here? It's full circle. I started with an Altima, now I'm back in Altima. But I'm saying the two rental cars we had were a Sentra and an Altima. Doesn't matter. That's it. You know? And here we are, 4th of July. 4th of July. So we're hoping this is the start of uh, our freedom. Our freedom. The beginning of our freedom. So yeah. free from all this drama that's been in- encasing us for the last month yeah get off your phone get outside play some cornhole play some basketball go swimming you know definitely go swimming i'm gonna check out dunham we talked about checking out dunham here soon you know go down there and can't give out all the spots 
I think it's packed. I think that's it. I don't remember anything else we were talking about. Else. You know? Um, uh, yeah. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Espouse Podcast. You can email us at espousepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, follow my other podcast, Best Friend Show podcast with my friend Heather. Yeah. On Instagram, BFS Podcast. Uh-huh. Oh, I had the Cracker Barrel story. <laughs> Fucking outlaw dudes. Oh. Remember that? In Harrison? <laughs> yeah. You want to tell that story? You want to say it I don't for know. It's kind of a dumb story, though. It was yeah. just the dude flexing on us. It was like a biker gang, you know? Who knows what they were? It was just out in Harrison, but like, you know, that's like back in the day, like, you know, when you're the big dude, everybody wants to pick on the big dude. You know, or test the short dude, I feel like, you know? Or maybe you just think that and think everyone's trying to fight you. But no, really it's definitely just like, to I've friendly. heard Shaquille O'Neal talk about growing up and just, you know, when you're a big dude, everybody, I heard uh, other fighters and other people on podcasts talk about the same shit, you know? So I don't know. It was just weird because you and I were, I, what were we going? We were going to get, oh, so I, that's the, the school shootings and all that shit. I don't want to talk about all yeah, that. I'm not talking about that, but that's like that. The night we were after just that. at breakfast. We were well, at the breakfast. The night after that, we went out. We talked about that on the last thing. Oh, we did. Yeah. yeah. Well, then maybe we talked about this, but we went to Cracker Barrel, and there was like a uh, couple biker dudes in there. It was a nice day, and they were hanging out. And every time I turned around, there was a dude that was like, <laughs> he had a sleeveless shirt on, and every time he turned around, he like, I don't know. Maybe you just looked just familiar f- to him. Maybe he was no, like, did man, I go to high school like with that guy? I was like in the guy? pisser and I turned around. He was behind my stall, but the stall next to me was open. I was like, well. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Who knows, man? Who knows? That's it. That's it. That's it. So. So happy 4th of yeah. July. This has been the yep. Spouse Podcast. I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. And we're out. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to a Spouse Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoy recording them. I just want to take a minute here to make sure that you follow us on all our other socials. Um, On Instagram, you can follow us on at Espouse Podcast. That's E-S-P-O-U-S-E-D Podcast. That's the same on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to send us a message, go ahead and email us at the same EspousePodcast at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. Five stars. and, and Yeah, definitely five stars. Uh, in the email, leave us the negative stuff, but, <laughs> but make sure you rate us good. Yeah, and don't forget to follow some of our other uh, podcast homies. Um, my other podcast, Best Friend Show Podcast, with uh, retired pro wrestler, hardcore Heather Owens. And then also uh, our Best Friend Show Podcast, Yoda uh, Defect, yeah. at Wicket 101, um, where you can view live on the Magic Ninja Entertainment channel. Yeah, so thank you again for listening to our podcast, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we do. Thank you.